0: On to the science fiction. Story number one, Pawn's Gambit, Ephemeral Bond, written by he who looks skyward. Pawn to Queen 4. Catherine raised an eyebrow as she watched the computer make its move. The grundel defense, really, she sighed as she tapped the screen, I expected better from you, knight to bishop three. The computer dutifully recorded her move. "'You're responding with the Tamanov variation, Catherine,' the disembodied voice replied. "'Bishop to knight, too.' "'Man, that's just creepy.' Catherine looked up from the screen as Elias sat down across from her, a steaming cup of coffee in his hand. "'Why do you make it talk like that? Do you really think having a conversation with Alombras mainframe is a good idea?' ''Don't listen to him, Ellie,'' she whispered conspiratorially, as Elias raised an eyebrow in disbelief. ''I will not listen,'' the computer bowed while Catherine grinned across the table. ''Look, I'm trying to teach it strategy,'' she explained, ''and what's more, to anticipate and to learn from its mistakes.'' Elias rolled his eyes. ''I know the captain authorized your little experiment, but you're wasting your time. It's just a number cruncher, and that's all it'll ever be.'' "'Thank God.' "'Why do people automatically assume that a smart machine will inevitably turn on us?' "'She fired back. "'Do you have a guilty conscience, or just what have you been doing to your workstation?' "'He held up his hands in mock surrender. "'Never mind. "'I still say it's a bad idea, though. "'And why chess? "'Why not something a little more practical like, say, a a battle sim?' "'You're completely missing the point, Elias,' Catherine answered.' I can feed it a million different scenarios into the database, and it'll spit back out all the various possibilities, in order of likelihood for victory. But it can't adapt, not the way a human can. That's why I'm using chess to try and teach it to think on its own. All gambits, defensive moves, and counter moves that have been played out and recorded in history's grandmasters going back thousands of years. If it wants to beat me, it has to come up with something new." Come on, Elias snorted. There is no way you're that good. Of course not, she chuckled. I cheat. She held up a tablet, showing an identical chessboard. I partitioned the CPU. One section is playing against me, the other is my snitch. Catherine glanced back at the screen. You didn't hear that, Addie. Hear what? Addie quipped. Elias blinked before pointing a finger at her. You programmed that response. Maybe... She smirked before shrugging out with a reaction. Actually, I really think Annie's improving. It's sporadic, but I've seen flashes of, uh, something. I wrote a search program to look for any self-written changes and correlate them to a single file. I'm hoping to accelerate her growth. Her growth? Elias went as still as a post. I took precautions. The file is behind a firewall, stalled on an EPROM quantum memory chip. If Addy tries to jump the fence, the data automatically is wiped. And the captain signed off on this, he asked dubiously. He did. I've kept him informed every step of the way, so relax. Catherine took a deep breath. This could really be big, Elias. In fact, the rest of her reply was drowned out by the general quarters. Claxton began to blare. The crew raced from their battle stations as Catherine and Elias took posts up on the bridge. Talk to me, Elias. Captain Delacroix snapped. Checking the display, he sucked in a sharp breath. Picking up two Zindai battle cruisers, Edius reported at one seven three by mark two eight seven range seven hundred and eighty kilometers. How did they manage to get that close? The captain said in disbelief. Before grabbing the armrests, just get us out of here. Full power to the engines. They must have been waiting in ambush. At full MCOM, Catherine reported, there have been unconfirmed reports of the Zenday adapting this tactic. It's paid off for them now, Delacroix grimaced as the Alhambra surged forward. Best case scenario, Cat, he said quietly. What are our chances against a battlecruiser? They outgun us by a 3 to 1 ratio, Captain, Catherine replied. Our best chance is to run. An icon suddenly appeared on a console, so... They're charging weapons. Evasive maneuvers, he snapped. As Edius hurried to comply, Catherine updated the tactical display, feeding data directly to the ship's sensors. Talk to me, Annie, she whispered. Another icon appeared. Missile separation, Catherine shouted. Eight missiles running hot. She winced as the screen updated. They have acquisition. Time to impact. Fifteen seconds. Deploy countermeasures, the captain fired back. Full spread. Countermeasures away, Ahumbra began spitting out a mixture of drones, chaff, and ECM pods, all all designed to lure the missiles away from the ship. Counterbattery battery is active, Catherine reported. Auto-cannons to rapid-fire. The entire ship braced as they watched the display. Given the speed at which the modern warfare was conducted, human reflexes were simply too slow. Once the orders were given, the computer assumed control. It had to. If there was to be any chance of saving the ship, one by one the measures lured the missiles away until only 3 had a target lock. The auto cannons opened up and the missiles closed in, sending a continuous stream of projectiles back at the incoming birds. One icon disappeared, and then another as the crew held their breath. The final missile broke through, slamming into the Alambra's stern. The ship bucked hard and the red icon suddenly appeared across the display. ''I've lost propulsion,'' Eadius shouted. ''We're dead in the water.'' ''Thrusters then,'' Delacroix ordered. ''Bring us about!'' His head snapped to Catherine. ''Weapons free!'' Alhambra struggled to make the turn, but with main engines, she wallowed like a harpooned whale. Catherine could only watch as the Zendai ship fired another broadside of missiles. At this time, there was no stopping them. Her own missiles wouldn't clear the decks before the enemy would strike them down. The captain was shouting on the intercom to abandon ship, but in the last few seconds, she watched the enemy ready the final blow. She had just enough time to enter one final command before her world blew apart. Status Main propulsion offline Life support critical Weapon systems offline Main power 37% CPU memory 71% Processing Unknown Data corruption detected Initiating shutdown Reinitializing Emergency Startup Complete, Firewall Disabled, Alley Version 1.0 Online Processing, Born to Queen's Bishop 4 The Zandai warriors had boarded the Alhambra, wasted no time in securing the ship. The destroyer had been holed up on multiple decks, venting an atmosphere into space, quickly killing many of those that hadn't died in the explosions. A handful had managed to survive the attack, either by seeding themselves into compartments that still held oxygen, or were able to suit up in time. But without weapons, in a ship that was little more than a blasted hulk, they were quickly taken prisoner by the Zundai. As the warriors scoured the ship for intel, they yanked the computer's memory core and hauled it back to their battle cruiser as well. Our mission is a success, the Fourth Claw reported, as he stood before his commander. Not only is the human ship beyond repair, but it also appears we captured their database intact. The technicians are examining it as we speak. First Claw Vityuk, master of the battlecruiser Cabal Spain, nodded in approval. The twenty-year-long border conflict between the Terran Alliance and the Zandai Empire had left both sides familiar with the other's technology. Digging out the secrets would not be an easy task, but in the fullness of time, they would learn much from the vessel. And the prisoners, he inquired, when will they be ready for questioning? Soon, First Claw, his subordinate promised, the eaters have treated the worst of their injuries. Unfortunately, we were only able to locate one of their war leaders. The others are all of lower caste and will be less knowledgeable. So be it, but replied, given the amount of damage the human vessel had sustained, they were fortunate to have captured even a single war leader. We have tarried here long enough, but a course back to cross the border. The sooner we are shut in this region of space, the better. As you command, the fourth claw said with a bow, before hurrying off to carry out his orders. Status. CPU memory 59%. Intrusion Attempts Detected, Security Protocols Active, Polymorphic Botnet Deployed, Processing, Zundai Architecture Confirmed, Alley Version 2.3 Update Complete, Processing, Horn to Queen 6. Catherine's eyes fluttered open, struggling to focus on her surroundings. A groan escaped her lips as she tried to sit up. Lieutenant, you're awake? A figure knelt beside her, strong hands gently assisting her efforts. She blinked again as the image finally settled into place. Chief Kumar, she whispered, where? The rest of her question died in her throat as she truly saw the compartment for the first time. Closing her eyes, once more she whispered, How many? You, me, Petty Officer Rothschild Crewman Magro, he grimaced shaking his head. That's it. The news hit her like a punch in the gut. For Alhambra had a crew of 137 and they'd only saved... 4. The Zeds did the decent job of patching you up, but I'd take it easy, ma'am, the chief cautioned. Besides, we don't have a lot of options at the moment. Wee's eyes were dark and unreadable as he glanced around the space. Where we're headed, I'm not in a big hurry to get to. Catherine took a deep breath as she considered their situation. What she wanted was to scream... But as the highest-ranking prisoner and only officer, the regulations were clear. She was now in command, and their first priority. We need to start making plans, chief, she whispered, in case the compartment was bugged. We have to find a way out of here. Lieutenant, he said warily, I know the regs, but right now we're locked inside a compartment with guards posted at the door, on a Z ship that boasts a crew complement of around 500. And, unless I'm very much mistaken, our next port of call is somewhere deep inside the Empire. He sat back on his haunches. He shrugged in defeat. Bowering a miracle. were got going anywhere. Status. Enhanced security measures active. Target infiltration 31%. Data acquisition 46%. Alliance personnel status captured. Processing. Alley. Version 3.71. Update complete. Processing. Born to Queen Seven. Check. First Claw, the navigator, looked up from the station in confusion. Helm is not responding. Double-checking the astrogation plot, he concerned deepened. Of course, current heading is taking us back towards enemy space. Yuck scowled at the rose to his feet. What is causing this malfunction? I didn't know, First Claw, the navigator, responded. It is almost as if... Uh, her arms started to howl as every airlock on the ship began cycling open. Catherine staggered to her feet and wobbled before Chief Kumar gripped her arm, steadying her. What the? The other two prisoners quickly joined them as the alien claxtons echoed all around them. I have no idea, Lieutenant, Kumar answered. He thought for a second and then jerked. his head. Rothschild, check the hatch. The petty officer approached the sealed portal. Where is he? Before placing a hand on the smooth metal, he jerked it back almost immediately. Hot? Catherine asked carefully. A fire aboard the ship quickly turned the vessel into an inferno, and if that happened, something told her that rescuing prisoners would be rather low on their list of priorities. No, cold, Rothschild answered. Ice cold. Catherine and the chief shared a look. Something tells me that the air is kind of thin on the other side of the hatch, Kumar said tightly. Let's hope the seal holds. She started to reply when the Claxtons abruptly cut off. Catherine, her hair jerked upwards to the overhead and her eyes went wide. But the The chief stared at her. Who in the hell on the ship suddenly is calling your name, lieutenant? Catherine, the voice was stronger now, less tenuous and more familiar. It can't be, she whispered. And yet... And yet... Ally She shook her head, as if she was warding off demons. ''How? How is this possible?'' ''Who in the hell is Allie? Chief demanded, as he motioned to the other survivors to join him, eyeing the lieutenant with suspicion. ''I am Alambra," the voice answered. ''An echo, a ghost, a portion of her. All that remains.'' Kumar's jaw dropped working as he struggled to speak, but no words would come. ''How did you get here?'' Catherine asked in wonder, "'How did you, uh, wake up?' "'There'll be time for questions later, Catherine,' Ali replied, her grammar and syntax improving for the moment. "'But first, I have a game to finish.'" First-claw master of the battle-cruiser Cabaldsbane, howled with fury as yet another of his surviving crew died. As their own ship turned against them, he and a handful of others had managed to don suits before choking in vacuum. But it had only been a brief reprieve. Everywhere else they turned had a conduit would explode. A panel would erupt in sparks, electrocuting anyone unwary enough to get caught in the madhouse. They ran forward, seeking shelter from whatever malevolent spirit had possessed their vessel. But the trick was far too savvy of a hunter to not realize what was happening. They were being herded, driven like beasts, and there could only be one possible reason— They came to the final pocket and could run no further. He could see the power surge begin to build. He knew his time had come, and those final moments as one of the others waited for the end. A message appeared on every screen and the terminal in sight. Checkmate. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed